Amen. Merry, Merry Christmas. You know, it doesn't get any better than this. Being in church and worshiping God together on Christmas Day. I mean, we've not had a chance to do this since 2011, right? Anybody glad to be here? Amen. And you know, and you know it, it, it almost crossed my mind, you know, well, maybe we shouldn't have a service on Christmas because everybody's too busy celebrating Jesus' birth to come to church to worship. Okay, we're having church. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. And uh, so I'm glad you guys are here. And this morning we're wrapping up our message series, Sea Tunes, a, a series of conversations where we are looking at the original tunes of Christmas, 2,000-year-old 2,000-year-oldies, but most definitely goodies. Amen? Four tunes that are packed with powerful and life-changing truths. After the visit from Gabriel, Mary sang a tune about God's care. Uh, Brothers and sisters, God is mindful of us. God takes notice of us. God pays attention to us, to you, and to me. Uh, She sang a tune about, uh, about God's mercy how God delights in showing mercy and how God's mercy is new every morning. She sang a tune about about God's might and God's way and about God's promises, that God keeps his promises. You see, the thing about God's promises is that he he keeps them. And after the birth of his son, Zachariah, Zachariah sang a tune that reminds reminds us of what Christmas is all about. God's story, not our story. God's timing, not our timing. God's gift, not our effort, praise God, because our effort is not good enough. God's purposes, not our agenda. And God's new day, not darkness's old day. Yes, his life has brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot and will not ever overcome it. And last Sunday, Simeon, as he held 40-day-year-old 40-day, that sounds weird, I said 40-day-old, 40, 40 right? 40-day-year-old, right? 40-day-old, he's 40 days old, okay? Let's say it that way. Jesus is 40 days old. And, and Simeon is holding Jesus in his arms. And as he does so, he teaches us about how to find joy, uh, joy that is lasting. Never forget that there is joy in following God's commands. Uh, there's joy in eagerly in full trust and confidence, waiting on God. Uh, there is joy in walking with and being tuned in to the Holy Spirit. Uh, there is joy in recognizing that our God is sovereign. Uh, there is joy in seeing our salvation for how awesome it really is. Uh, there is joy in continually being lost in wonder about how great, how loving, how merciful, how powerful and merciful again accidentally twice, but I don't know about you, I need mercy twice, our God is. About knowing that, there's joy in knowing that the wait is over, that Jesus is the answer to and for everything in our lives. And you know what, this Friday I I found these truths about joy to be very relevant. I I wrote this in my journal at 6.39 a.m. Good morning, Lord. I'm here to meet with you. I, I feel a funk coming on me. Anybody know what a funk is, right? Has a funk just ever descended upon you? And, and then I said this, maybe this joy stuff is true. And, and, and so then what I did, I, I wrote out all those things I just said. I just wrote them out. Boom, boom, boom. You know, hey, you know what? 
following God's commands. Those are commands I need to follow. Man, am I trusting God in confidence, man? Am I walking in tune with the Spirit? Do I recognize that God is sovereign in control? Am I continually lost in wonder about my awesome God? Am I seeing my salvation for how great it really is? And, and am I knowing that the wait is over? And then I ended uh, that time by saying, I know how my story ends. It's a mind-blowing, awesome forever, and it's all because of you, Jesus. I found out that works. Those things work. When you recognize God is sovereign and that he loves you and cares about you, those things, God's word actually works. Go figure, right? Uh, hey, pray with me if you don't mind. God, we love you. And we just thank you for this time to be in your house, to be in your presence, to worship you on this incredible day. And we join with the angels in singing your praises. And God, though many of us have heard this story for years and years and years, God, give us fresh ears and fresh eyes and open hearts. Because God, I believe you have something to say to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. And I do want you guys to know that you are getting a Christmas gift today, right? I, I said my sermon today will be shorter than a normal Sunday, right? You know, <laughs> amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, right? You know, it only happens every five years, so, you know, take it in, enjoy every bit of it, right? Okay? But it will be shorter, and we appreciate having um, some of our young kids in here today with us. Um, understand, 2,000 years ago, uh, when God the Son left heaven and invaded our planet, he did not come to earth as a mighty warrior leading an angelic army. He, he didn't come riding in like a mighty storm or a roaring ocean wave or in the strength of a hurricane. Now, please understand me, if God wanted to do that, he could have come in that way, right? I mean, after all, Jesus is, as Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Jesus is the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Wonderful Counselor, the one upon whose shoulders rest all nations and all governments. The one that Paul says of in Colossians chapter 1, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, or the thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Did you see a pattern there? This word all, right? Firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things, and there's an awful lot of all things out there, are hold together. And yet God chose to enter the world in the most humble of ways, as a baby. Now that's crazy, right? Are you kidding me? I mean, think about it. All the splendor of heaven and all the fullness of God wrapped up in a tiny human body covered in strips of cloth lying in a manger, a feeding trough. God the creator of heaven and earth, completely depended on his mom and dad to take care of him. Can you imagine what it must have felt like for Joseph and Mary to know that they're holding, feeding, burping, and changing the diapers of God? Yeah, being the parents of God had to be pretty crazy. I mean, what was it like to watch him pray? Did they ever feel awkward teaching him about how he created the world? Uh, when he saw a rainbow, did he, did he mention a flood? Uh, when he saw a lamb being led to the slaughter, did he act any differently? How did he act at funerals? Did they ever accidentally call him Lord? <laughs> uh, did the thought ever occur to him that the God they were praying to was living under their very own roof? Who was his best friend? Did he have any friends named Judas when he was growing up? 
did he lead the family devotion time? And did he ever say to Jesus, Jesus, shut the front door. What do you think? Were you born in a barn? And he said, yeah, actually. Actually, I was. I know, that was bad. Mercy lasts on Christmas. Thank you for my gift. Yes, for a period of time, ever so brief, the doors to the throne room of heaven were thrown open and God came near. He moved into our neighborhood. His majesty was seen. Heaven touched earth. And as a result, earth can now both know and touch heaven. And when that baby entered the world on that holy night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, the angels were singing. But before they were singing, they had been really busy, especially Gabriel. Gabriel made many visits to earth during that time. First, to an 80-year-old guy named Zechariah to tell him that after all their years of waiting, hoping, and praying, they would finally have a son. A son they were to name John, which means the Lord is gracious. A a A son who would prepare the way for the Lord and turn the hearts of people back to God the Father. And six months later, Gabriel appeared to a 14-year-old girl named Mary to tell her that she was about to give birth to God. Gabriel appealed to her and said, Greetings, favorite woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy. It will be called the Son of God. What's more, <clears throat> your relative Elizabeth <clears throat> excuse me, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say, she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. I love this part. I, I love that part right there. For the word of God will never fail. You know, circle that, underline that, tattoo it on your forehead, and take it home. The word of God will never fail. Mary responded, again, a 14-year-old girl, I am the Lord's servant. It's his choice, not mine. May everything you said about me come true. And the angel left her. And, and then... Gabriel appeared to a guy named Joseph who already got word about Mary's condition, obviously kind of concerned. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And now in Luke chapter 2, Gabriel's showing up to some shepherds who are staying out in the fields at night guarding their flock of sheep. I understand these are just a bunch of ordinary guys punching the time clock, doing their job, a job, by the way, which was located on one of the bottom rungs of the career ladder. I mean, they worked with sheep, and they smelled like what? Smelled like sheep. Okay, so here here are these guys, these shepherds, out doing their shepherd thing, when suddenly the the night sky bursts in bright colors all around them, and boom, there stood the mighty angel Gabriel. And listen, they did what you and I would have done if we were in their shoes and in those fields. They started freaking out. You think they screamed? (laughs) Right? I mean, they're freaking out. Freaking out. Any kids in here? If you're a kid in here, give me a scream on three. One, two, three. 
Okay, that's good. We need some WD-40 for some of those screens, but they were that's work. You're working it. That's good. They screamed. And Gabriel quickly reassured them, telling them, don't be afraid. Now, interestingly, that three-word message, don't be afraid, is, already, is giving four times in the Christmas story, right? First to Zechariah, then to Mary, uh, then to Joseph, and now to the shepherds. You know, maybe the reality of Christmas and Jesus coming is meant to do something to our fear level. You think? I mean, maybe because of Christmas, we no longer need to be slaves to fear. Uh, Because as John said in John chapter 1, verse 12, that when we believe in Jesus, he gives us the right to be called children of God. And yeah, having a dad that big and a dad that strong, right, really should make our fear level go down an awful lot. And maybe the reason sometimes we're so afraid is we don't really believe it, right? We don't really believe that that God really is our father, but he is. He's our dad, and he's with us. Again, Gabriel tells them, do not be afraid. In other words, hey, guys, it's all right. Yeah, I know this is a little bit freaky, and then I'm I'm a little bit scary. Okay, I'm real scary, but it's really okay because I bring you good news that will bring great joy, and the word great is where we get our English word mega. It will bring you great joy to all people for all people. And you know, I I think this truth is why God chose to give this message to shepherds, right? These lowly shepherds. I mean, if you were God's public relations director, right? And you didn't know the Christmas story and you say, hey, we got to make an announcement of my son come to earth. Would you pick shepherds to do that job? No, right? You'd announce it maybe to the Roman emperor, maybe to some great teacher or philosopher, some great Jewish leader, But God chose lowly shepherds to let people know my message is for everybody. Everybody deserves to hear this incredible message about God coming to this earth. The message was, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now, we're going to do something kind of tricky right now. And, you know, for you visiting with us, I love to make sure you guys are alive and awake, you know, and and so have you guys say things. So each section is going to have a part to say. You guys are, I bring you good news. Try it. Where did everybody go? One more time. You guys are, that will bring great joy to all people. Okay, everybody comfortable with their lines? All right. I mean, our kids are here watching us, right? You want to get this right? On three. We won't do it backwards. But, I mean, can you hear the excitement in Gabriel's voice as he speaks those words? I sure can. Understand, I I think Gabriel could not have been more pumped up to give this message. Listen, he could not wait for them to hear this message. He could not wait for them to open up their gift. Yes, this powerful angel is totally excited about sharing the good news of mega joy. Why? Number one, because of what this news would do for them and do for us. It would forgive us of all our sins, past, present, and future. Why? Because it would open up the doors to a new life with God, an eternity forever with him in an unimaginable world as a child of God. 
They couldn't wait to tell us the news. That's the, that's the present we needed, right? And number two, they were excited because of what this good news not only would do for them, for the shepherds and for us, but for what this good news was doing to God. Uh, understand, they love bringing God joy. And, and nothing brings God more joy, greater joy, than people being reconciled to him. Amen? I mean, Jesus told a whole story about, right, a whole chapter in Luke chapter 15, right, of, of a lost sheep, of a lost coin, of a lost son. And each story ends the same way, right? When that lost thing is found, what happens? There is joy, right? There's great joy. As a matter of fact, Luke says there's joy in the presence of the angels in heaven when one sinner repents, right? And it's not saying the angels are the ones rejoicing, not that they're not, but joy in the presence of the angels. I mean, who's the rejoicing? God is. God's so excited. God loves this news, and they knew that once this news were, was announced, God would be so excited. Again, angels were excited to share the good news of joy. Do you like sharing good news? She said, yes. <laughs> it's a healthy baby boy or girl. I got the promotion. We finally, finally got an offer on the house. I got a part in the play. The acceptance letter to college that I applied for finally came in. The New England Patriots won Super Bowl 51. <laughs> okay. That's not as big a, but anyhow. I'd be kind of, I'd be excited, but not excited as Jesus, right? And do you get excited this time of year about someone opening up a gift because you know that it's not only something they want, it's something they need and had no clue was coming? Uh, my daughter, May Lee, is May Lee in here? Cool. <laughs> But I, I, we gave her a gift, and she had no idea what it was. And, 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 and I had it in a box that actually was its box. I go, well, I just used that box. She goes, is it really it? No. Well, no, it is. No, I'm just messing with you. Is it? No. <laughs> she, she goes, we're just done open up. Like, her heart was pounding. She almost had a heart attack, right? Thinking, is it it? Is it it? Is it it? Is it it? You know, we got her her first phone because she needs a phone today with all these things. And, and, and uh, she was like, oh, you told me you never got it. It was so cool. It was so awesome. And she gave me a pretty incredible present, too, so. But it's fun to get something that you know people need. Several years back, I attended a ministry retreat with a retired pastor by the name of Bob Russell. He's an awesome, humble leader that has done mind-blowing things for the kingdom. Because I attended that retreat a couple times a year, I, along with 500 other pastors who attended that retreat over the year, will get an email that basically says this, Bob's ministry has received another huge donation. If you know someone who's going through a hard time and can use a little financial help, just submit their names. 500 guys get this. And all they got to do is submit a name, two sentences, and I'm able to give away $1,000. So when he says large donations, it's like a half a million or a million dollars at a time. Some guy has a gift of making money, and he just gives it to Bob to spread out. And I've had the opportunity to do that 12 times, to give $1,000 away. And I cannot tell you how excited I am. Man, every day I'm in the mailbox, right, at the church. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Hannah, let me know. Please let me know when that check comes in. And I'm only the messenger, right? Why am I so excited? Why? Because I know that, that these people need help financially, and I know that they need the boost spiritually, and because I know that God is excited about it, because God wants them to know, right, that, hey, you know what? You're in a hard time, but I see and I care, and I'm actually doing something about it. And I got to tell you, I, tears every single time 
You know, tears flowing down people's faces. Their car just broke down. Something bad happened. Their car almost got repossessed. Their baby's in ICU. Their husband, their only breadwinner, is out of work, and, and they didn't know how they are going to pay their next bill. It is just so awesome to, you know, it's just so much fun to share good news. And so what is the good news that Gabriel was so excited about going public with for the first time? Right, because up until now, only four people know what's going on. Okay, so here's the good news. Today, in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. Born not just Joseph and Mary, but born to me and to you. Born to the whole world. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And listen, when you're in need of rescue, when you're desperate for deliverance, salvation, a Savior, being saved is just what you need. He is the Messiah. He's the promised one. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts, the word used there is army, appeared with the angels praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to whom, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And I love this. I mean, to me, it's like all these other angels are saying, you know what, Gabriel, you've had all the fun up until now, but now it's time for all of us to join the Christmas party Glory to God in the highest. In other words, they're saying God is awesome, God is mighty, God is holy, God is worthy. There's no one like him. There's no one above him. He is one of a kind. And this is what our God does. On earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. Yes, now man will see him and know him and have his peace fall on them, and have his favor, his mercy, his grace, his unfailing love rest upon them. Yes, they're saying, yes, now all things will be made right on this earth. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Question, do you you think these shepherds did their shepherding thing any differently when they got back? And, And... Here's another question. What led to this new life of glorifying and praising God and being consumed with spreading the word about him? Number one, they heard, very important, right? They heard and they had seen for themselves the Christ child. You see, here's the point I really want to drive home to everybody in this room. You know, though good, it's not enough to simply hear the awesome, amazing, life-changing truth in God's Word. It's good to hear. Awesome stuff. But we have to figuratively make our own trip to Bethlehem, right? And see it. And and see those truths and and live in those truths and, and make those truths real in our lives. Yeah, maybe, you know, if our Okay, when, when our glorifying and praising God 
and our being consumed to spread about, spread the word about him, right? Times in our life when our glorifying and praising God level is low, and our great desire uh, to spread the word about him is low, maybe, just maybe, it means we need to make a trip to Bethlehem. Uh, we need to see if the truths God has said about the life we can have and the things he's done for us and the things he can do through us are actually true. Get it? Good. Here comes your Christmas present. I'm going to wrap this thing up in 30 seconds. Believe me. Don't get too excited. So, <laughs> today, <laughs> no. I love you guys. Not many people would laugh at my humor. <laughs> uh, so today, Christmas Day 2016, let's really celebrate. Let's really celebrate because a Savior has been born to us. A Savior has been born to me. He is Christ the Lord. And, and let's sing with the angels, right? Let's sing loudly with the angels and let's respond like the shepherds, right? Hey, God, you said some pretty amazing things in your word. I, I'm going to go see if those things are true. You said all things will work together for the good for those who love you. I'm going to see if it's true. You said that I'm a new creation in Christ. I, I'm going I'm to see that it's true. You said that if I'm not anxious about anything, but pray about everything, that you would give me a peace beyond understanding. God, I'm going to see that it's true. Uh, God, you said that it's more blessed to give than receive. I'm going to go to Bethlehem, and I'm going to see that it's true. You said that there's much joy in sharing your news. I'm going to start sharing it to my neighbors, to my coworkers, and I'm going to see if it's true. Amen? Hey, would you guys stand? I'm going to pray. God, we love you. We thank you for Christmas and what it means. And God, each of us in this room need, like the shepherds, to make our own journey to Bethlehem. Help us to be in tune to your spirit right now. You're not a dead God. You're alive and active God, and your spirit is moving. And none of us are where we need to be or can be with and for you. As Holy Spirit, just speak to us. And Lord, we celebrate the fact that because Jesus came, like Gabriel said, Time and time again, and your word says time and time again, we no longer have to fear. We no longer have to be afraid because our great dad, our great father, is the creator of heaven and earth, and we no longer need to be a slave to fear because we are indeed children of God. And God, I pray that we just worship right now with everything we have, and we celebrate this day in honor of you, glorifying and praising you, and looking for opportunities to spread the word about you. In Jesus' name. Amen.